loving God and giver of life. We pray this morning that you would breathe into us your Holy Spirit and that you might breathe that same Spirit throughout the world. And together we and all the world might be transformed into the gift of your Son, your grace for the world. Speak to us this morning through the scriptures and through my words. And it's in your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, so this morning, um, I would like to say that I honestly don't have words. I, I say that because uh, the words that I have prepared, you know, planning weeks ago, um, even months ago, and thinking about Pentecost Sunday have changed given all the circumstances that we've been going through. They changed last week when I was thinking about one of these candles, the reality of in a short few months, 100,000 Americans and over 350,000 people throughout the world. And as I was trying to think of words and crafting an email with helping Steve Platt, who's our church council chair, send an email out to the congregation about our plans, and we got new guidelines from the bishop, and we got all sorts of, you know, things about what does it mean to gather together, and our attention and energy was focused on what does it mean to be church, what does it mean to celebrate Pentecost Sunday, the birth of the church, when we're not able to gather together well, then I, on my Facebook feeds, saw something horrific. And I'm sure pretty much all of you have at this point. And not only that, but as I was thinking about it and reflecting and, and watching the turmoil, I had a personal investment in what was going on because I grew up in Minnesota and have many family members that are there. And so... I recrafted my sermon yet again. And then, over the past two days, it's not only an experience of Minnesota. It's spread throughout the nation. 25, I think, or 30 cities I read on the news this morning, instilling curfews, numbers of them deploying National Guard, We stand at a very interesting time in our nation's history and in the history of the globe. Never before has Kailua UMC spent Pentecost Sunday apart from one another. We had a district conference yesterday with the District United Methodist Churches, and that was the first time that we gathered together virtually for that. In a few short weeks, we're going to be doing that with our annual conference I think sometimes we in Hawaii feel isolated from some of the nation's problems, but I know so many of us have deep roots in many of these places, many of these cities throughout the United States. And it seems wrong, 
it seems hard to think about a scripture reading that talks about the breath of life coming to God's people amidst so many throughout our nation proclaiming a chant, I can't breathe. There's so many ways to get into this and to give interpretations on this and to talk about systemic issues within our nation, to talk about crisis that we're facing through the pandemic. But I was reading uh, Dr. Reverend um, Barber from North Carolina. Um, uh, He was the head of the NAACP in North Carolina when I was a grad student at Duke, and he's moved on to other roles, but um, he was the instigator of um, Moral Mondays. He gathered clergy throughout North Carolina um, to be a voice. And it wasn't just clergy, it was all sorts of Christians, all sorts of people that gathered together around the state capitol so that the people leading our state would hear a voice of the poor voice of people that felt oppressed. And he he wrote uh, in a CNN article this morning, what we're seeing in the United States is the grief of a people. People that are different than me, people that have a different story to be told. See, because I recognize that here in Hawaii, we have a gift of diversity, first of all. But second of all, I grew up in Minnesota on a very different place than those who were crying out from that city of Minneapolis. I didn't think racism exists. We were people that were taught to be nice, taught to use appropriate language and appropriate words, and all of that was true until we started to have an influx of Somali refugees there. And I wish I could tell you we created a space for people to proclaim good news in their native language. But instead, and I confess I was one of them, we said, why would they speak their language in our schools? Why don't they learn to speak English? This isn't racism. This isn't injustice. This is just saying we all want a good school. And I don't think it truly sank in until I was in divinity school in a chaplaincy program, and there's a group of us together, and I've had experiences of talking to people of different ethnicities, different backgrounds, and hearing about their experiences, but it truly sank in when one of the students that was there just so friendly, the friendliest guy I've ever met, and just so nice. I mean, he was uh, going to be a chaplain, he was within the Baptist tradition, and he happened to be a black man. And I couldn't believe the stories 
he would share in that confidential space about what that looked like for him. Story is very different than my experience. You see, last week, I said the easy story, which was everyone has a piece to the image of God's puzzle and mosaic. And today, we see the complexities of what it means to truly believe that and to live that out. You see, the language of the, of the book of Acts and, and talking about this Holy Spirit moment is a language of the wind and breath of God coming in to us, allowing us to proclaim the good news of God's grace, the news that I talked about last week, that we are all part of the peace of God's mosaic. But they all got to do it in, in a different way, in a different tongue, so that the whole world could hear. But what we're hearing is a people, both a people dying of respiratory disease and a people who are saying, we can't breathe. And there are so many ways that we can respond to this, and we can talk about how they should or shouldn't be doing that. They should, this is what protest ought to look like. This is what it looks like to respond to the pandemic. All of these things that it should do. But what I want to invite us to do is to listen. That is to say, if your story is at all like mine, a story where you didn't grow up in a place where you could cry out, I can't breathe my version of the good news. Listen. And if you are perhaps someone who resonates with the cries of these cities throughout our nation, then I invite you to breathe out that good news so that we might hear your story. Because I believe we all have a story to be told, and I believe that we all have a seat at God's table, and I believe that God's grace is for each and every one of us to gather together. And honestly, I don't know exact words or call to actions. We're here in Hawaii. What exactly do we do? We pray fervently. Guarantee most of us are affected, especially people from various cities throughout our nation. And a lot of us either feel the pain personally or know others that feel the pain of racial injustice throughout our nation. The breath of God is moving. Pentecost was a moment that no one understood. It came out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, the world could hear a good news in a new way from voices that they never expected to hear the good news from. 
we ought to be a community that celebrates the diversity of those voices. And we are a community that does that. Pentecost is the birth of the church. One articulates it as the diaspora of Christians, the spreading out and the going beyond. And so on this Pentecost Sunday, where we're acknowledging pain throughout our nation and we're unable to be together, we're in fact spread out. Each of us, in our own way, can prayerfully discern how do we embody Christ and let the voices rise up. Whether that's reaching out to a friend, whether that's listening to someone you disagree with, perhaps not reposting whatever it is that you so want to do that divides us. And let us hope and pray for God's peace, God's justice, God's love to reign and to come down and to kind of bring up the kingdom of God in our midst. You are out beyond the walls of the church right now, the church building. But you're the church. Proclaim your good news of God's love and grace to those around you in your unique way. And invite others to do the same so that we all can say together, Breathe on us, O God, so that we might breathe back our praise and our stories. I invite you to pray with me. O Holy Spirit, come. Come to this place and dwell within us. Breathe the breath of God into our life so that we might breathe it out back to the world. A proclamation of good news and of praise and thanksgiving for the power of your Son's life, death, and resurrection. To bring hope out of despair, reconciliation out of brokenness, to give the voiceless a voice. Breathe, Holy Spirit, your breath on us and on all the world so that no one says again, I cannot breathe.